Yo, here we are, episode one. This is my third time. Actually, this is my fourth time, yo. I called my boy. Every time I call him, I'm like, what's up, B? <laughs> That's my dude, yo. It was crazy. He was telling me, he's like, man, yo, your intros are too long, man. You got to shorten that joint up, man. You got to cut right to the point. He said, you got to back up off that mic some, and you got to come with that energy, man. That's the thing. That's what people that know you know you for. They know you for that energy, man. You bring that energy. You bring that fire. People can hear your personality through your voice and through the frequency you put out. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, you got to come with that raw you. So I said, all right, man, you right. Because like, what happens with me? I lose my train of thought sometimes. I be so hype. I'm like, man, damn. I'm trying to drop some gems. Like, I just want to make sure, you know. I, he's like, look, it ain't got to be perfect, man. It does not have to be perfect. I ran into a friend of mine the other day, and I don't ever shop at Walmart. I get anxiety going into Walmart. It's just, it's too many people. The parking lot be packed. For me to go to Walmart, I have to specifically need something from Walmart. Walmart gives me anxiety. I don't mean to knock Walmart, but they do this crap. You go in there an hour before the store closes. And they come on the loudspeaker and let it be known. Attention shoppers, Walmart will be closing in one hour. They make it known, hey, we closing an hour. What that communicates to me is, hurry up, get what you got to get. Get your ace out because I'm ready to go home. If you walk into a Publix at 10 minutes to 10, excuse me, not even 10 minutes to 10, they close at 10. If you walk in at 9.59, I've gone into Publix at 9.59 before. They don't say a word. They say, hey, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How you doing? They don't hassle you. You never hear them come on the loudspeaker talking about, yeah, the store is closed or we close in two minutes. They don't do none of that. They will ask you one time, sir, can I help you find anything? No, thank you. I'm good. Okay, no problem. And they leave you alone. I've been in there with other shoppers. It's after 10. We still in there just trying to find our stuff. Now, granted, I'm not going to be an a-hole and stay in there 30 minutes full-blown grocery shopping. They really set a high standard for grocery stores. Anyhow, back to my rant. So like I was saying, I ran into somebody the other day. I was at the Walmart and he was like, yo, kid, I ain't seen you since high school, man, but you look like you haven't aged a day, man. He's like, man, look at my ish, man. My ish is off. He had like a dread cap. He pulls the dread cap back. I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking in my mind, good night, yo, this cat. Forget salt and pepper. This cat just got a whole pillar of salt sitting up there. I felt bad, yo. He's like, oh, what's your secret, man? Like, you got you to put me on, man. You got to tell me something, man. And I laughed. I was like, through my hands, I'm like, yo, I, my circle, yo. And it made me think, the people you hang out with, their ideals whether you realize it or not, subtly become your ideals, their thoughts, your thoughts, and their ways, your ways. Ultimately, you become subdued by the character of the people closest to you. So if that's family members, if you got family members that like are doubters, that, that are pessimistic, I mean, let me tell you, I'm going to keep it real. Yo. A couple weeks ago, I was in church and I'm listening to the prayer. And honestly, like I guard my energy. Like, I guard my positive energy. What I'm saying is I don't allow anything that's negative or doubtful or like low frequencies to creep in. I'm going to jack this verse up. <laughs> I'm not striving for perfection, but whatsoever is good. Um, what is it? Whatsoever is. I don't know. It's, it's basically saying that think only good thoughts. You should only you should focus on good thoughts, on positive thoughts, on positive things. Somebody was praying in church a couple weeks ago and the prayer was so pessimistic and so like it was just problems and misery and i'm like yo i ain't even hearing this right now like i had to put my headphones in yo i was like nah yo i gotta tune into a different frequency this ain't working for your boy man i heard somebody say one time that when you have conversations with people for example 
you ought to be extending value to that individual and vice versa. They should be lending you value. You shouldn't be having conversations where people are just taking value from you or vice versa. You're taking value from others. There should be some value in the conversations you hold. And it's so true. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody wants happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today and he was saying that he's at a point in his life. He's sick of the nine to five. And I'm like, bro, I feel you on that. I don't even, I don't consider myself a nine to five. I've been in business for myself for the past four years, but just the idea of labor work for me is like, I can't do it anymore. Yo, I got to get out of this. I'm like, man, you see people, people are making money. People are regaining their happiness ultimately by simply doing the things they want to do. I mean, look at Look at how many people are making it off of YouTube. First of all, shout out to YouTube University because you can learn anything on YouTube. Everybody's willing to teach something. That's something my cousin told me once, and it sparked, I mean, it planted a seed in me, yo. I heard this pastor say one time, he said, seeds. What happens with seeds is seeds, when they're planted, they have the potential to become oak trees. They have the potential to become so many things. You plant a seed and... Sometimes you don't see the sprouting of that seed for a while because first of all, what happens is that seed has to sprout roots and roots provide stability, provide structure and provide sustainability. So roots sometimes sprout for miles and miles before they actually come up out the ground and become the trees that you see hanging out above ground. Sometimes, you know, when people throw dirt on you and people just ill on you and and bash you and trash you, it's all right, yo, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it like what they're doing by throwing that dirt on you is they're releasing potential and you about to sprout up, yo, you about to come up out the ground, you about to be something you've never been before, you about to go places you've never gone before, you about to obtain some things you've never obtained before. I love, I love new thoughts. Yo, Ed Milet said this. Yo, shout out to Ed Milet. That's my dude, yo. He don't even know it yet. We never met, but that's my dude, yo. Ed Milet said, anytime you think a new thought, what happens in your mind, a new room opens up and your subconscious goes to work obtaining the people, obtaining the material things, obtaining the experiences, obtaining all these things to fill that room. And now just naturally your mind starts to lean towards better things, better understanding, better experiences, and ultimately a better life. Hey, listen, if you're not happy, find out what you like doing. I love, oh man, oh man, this was, this was golden right here. I love what what T.D. Jake said one time. He said, as humans, a lot of times we do 80% of the things we don't want to do while only 20% of the things that we actually do want to do. Now, imagine if we flip that. You heard the light bulb go off, right? You heard that, right? Yeah. Imagine if we flip that and now started doing 80% of the things that we would like to do. Yo, no lie. That was my thought process since the beginning of this year. I saw an Instagram post that said, disappear for six months, study high profitable skills, and then sell your skills online. That's in a nutshell what it said. I mean, there's a bunch of those pages and they go deeper than that. But I said, you know what? I'm going to adopt that mindset of doing 80% of the things that I like doing so I started doing that I developed a routine where I was working out every day it started in my garage I got a home gym in my garage I was doing it four o'clock I was waking up four o'clock in the morning and I was doing that let me see since January I did that for a good maybe three months January February March yeah probably about a good three months and then I don't know how it happened my wife and I was we stopped by LA Fitness for some reason I don't know why we stopped by LA Fitness yo it's crazy like God works in mysterious ways we stopped by LA Fitness And the dude 
talk to us about membership. Now, where I live at, the closest LA Fitness is about 40 minutes from here. But yeah, the dude talked to us about a membership and I, I liked how the gym looked and everything. And I was like, you know what? Looked at my wife and we were like, yo, let's do it. Sometimes you got to break old routines and old habits and then just form and develop new stuff. Like I was telling somebody one time, I said, look, sometimes you got to go through your closets. This is random. You got to go through your closets. You got to go through your drawers and find old clothes and just get rid of that stuff. Purge that stuff. Sometimes you got to, you know, like me, I want to I want to make it to a million, multi-million. So I started looking at, OK, how do millionaires live? Well, this stuff is uniform. They live like minimalists. Like you don't go into a millionaire's house and see all kind of random dishes, see cups from souvenir cups from Shoney's or McDonald's. You know what I mean? They got all their stuff is uniform. They got enough dishes for the people living in that house. So you got to purge some old stuff sometimes because old things have old memories attached to them and maybe old spirits and old energy attached to them. It's real stuff, yo. You look at some old stuff and it might trigger some old memories. So Sometimes you got to break the routine by getting rid of old stuff. Just purge. Go through your house every now and then and just just see what you could purge. Don't be one of them people that hoard everything because them be some of those miserable people. I remember walking to a dude's house one time. I was working for the cable company. Matter of fact, I had a homeboy who used to say, yo, these people don't, don't keep their house clean, but got the nerve to want some damn cable. Like clean your house. <laughs> yo, my boy used to get pissed, yo. It's funny. We used to make excuses, yo. We used to tell the customer, like, yo, uh, you ain't going to be able to do it today. We, we, we would pawn them jobs off. There's so much to learn in other beliefs, in other cultures. And it's given me a deeper understanding of God. Like, I'm like, man, God. I remember when I was young, I read this devotional that said God is so complex that for him to try and get any singular person to understand him in all of his entirety would be the equivalent of trying to teach quantum physics to a two-year-old. You can only imagine how complicated that is. A two-year-old, okay? They don't even know how to fully dictate their words, all right? They don't know how to dictate their words. They don't know how to think articulately yet. Trying to teach quantum physics, that that is impossible. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? To a two-year-old, their minds they, they, because it takes time. You, your physics alone takes time to learn, to get, to gain the understanding of physics. So I was like, yo, God is complicated. Not complicated in the sense of you're never going to understand it, but complicated in the sense that what I re what I got from that, like, is no one religion or one denomination or one group or of uh, or one belief knows God in all of His entirety. But I believe that God lends a small piece of himself to every belief on this earth so that the process of life, the process of happiness and the process of truly getting to know God is we've got to come together. We've got to be willing to share what we know with others and be willing to take what they know and learn these different ventricles of, of who God is. For anyone who's seen The Fifth Element. At the end of the movie, humanity was being threatened. There was, uh, they were in a cave. They had these four stones that had the different elements on them. There was earth. I think there was wind. There was fire, and there was water. All right, and all of those elements, in culmination with the fifth element, is what saved humanity. It took all of those, you know, what I'm saying, along with that fifth element to save humanity. So I believe it takes all of us. It takes all of our understandings together to truly and i'm not saying that to say that oh you need to go out and learn about this and learn about that this is gonna sound bad but being churched all my life 
and this is not a shot against the church, but the belief system was kind of limited. Like we, there was a lid on the belief system. So it, it was like anything outside of what we teach or what we believe, whatever was not understood was it was demonized. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff was demonized. Like you, you shoot, yo, you go back to like 1995, go back to like 1998. Yo, you talk about energy and frequency. Like the church will say, yo, that's witchcraft. You are your best self. You are your best version of yourself when you're authentic to your core. When you're doing the things that make you happy. Oh, let me put this on here real quick. With every belief that's out there, I personally believe there's some level of truth in every belief. Even, not to a Christian, they might not agree with what I'm about to say. Even in the church of Satan, for example, their one rule is... Do as thou will, that shall be the whole of the law. Many things in life are paradoxical. And I believe that saying is paradoxical because, yeah, you could look at it from a radical standpoint where it's like, man, I'm just going to do what the F I want to do. I don't care. But if you really think about it, you are your best when you're left alone to do what it is you desire. Okay, let's apply that statement. Do as thou will to happiness. All right. People want to be happy. Let's be honest. No one wants to have to get up and go clock in at a job working for somebody else where they tell you when you come, when you go, you got to submit a request. You have to submit a request to take time off. And then that request has to be approved. Come on, yo. You would be so much happier if when you wanted to take a vacation, you just say, yo, I'm not coming in tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Do as thou will. Like that's the that's the positive that's the truth in that statement. You are better off when you get to just make decisions for yourself. Just do the things that you desire to do. Now I'm not gonna go down every doctrine and every belief and all that and and find and and exemplify the paradox in every belief. People will sit there and you know if somebody says they're a Satanist, it's like yo. You're a bad person. You evil. You going to hell. You wicked. If somebody says they're gay, same thing. Yo, you a bad person. You evil. You wicked. And it's like, yo, whoa, whoa, pause, yo, pause, yo. Like, hold on, yo. Who, who, who gave you autonomy over someone else's life? That's a major issue with people. Okay, in the Christian Bible, it talks about walking through the narrow gate and the narrow way that leads to life. My personal opinion, that narrow way is walking because salvation is personal is walking a man is 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 just being an individual focusing on you and not not in a selfish way but in a way that like the serenity prayer you know grant me the serenity to, to accept the things i can't change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference well part of that wisdom is you got to realize that you do not have autonomy over someone else's life granted if you got kids you have to lead them if they're your kids, you, as the parent, you can lead them in whatever direction you want. You should lead them in the right direction, but you ought to, as an individual, be able to decide for yourself what you believe is the right direction. No one should dictate for anyone else what is the right direction for someone else's life. If you were driving on a busy highway, the chances of you making it to your destination 
will become very slim if the whole time you were driving, you were focused on the car to your right and what they're doing and not doing and the car to your left and what they're doing and not doing instead of focusing on the road in front of you. But that's what people do with life. And then first of all, they wonder why they're not happy because they spend so much time focusing on everybody else and trying to correct everyone else's life instead of working on their own. Les Brown said this, he said it's a full-time job working on yourself. So just focus on yourself. Stop focusing on everybody else. <laughs> I went on a rant there. I do apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is vital. You see the title. All right, focus on yourself. <laughs>